0: Hello, hello! I am back with another episode, and starting off with High Low Buffalo. And before I get into it, I want to say if my voice sounds a little bit weird, or if I start coughing, or just lose my voice entirely somewhere in this episode, it's because I am still recovering from a cold, and I mean like actively recovering, like. I was sick, terribly sick, on Saturday, barely recovered Sunday, and I'm still recovering today, and it's Monday, and so just pray for me that I can get through this episode. I'm going to try really hard, but I can already feel it in the bottom of my throat. I can feel like something coming up, um, which isn't cute, but anyways, it is not COVID, FYI, I did take a test. So I am fine. I know exactly why I am sick. The weather is just not helping. And so bear with me. Okay, that's my low, by the way, for my high low Buffalo. So I'm not going to talk about that. But for my high, I went to the Beacon Hill bookstore. And cafe in Boston. And I also baked in Boston. Basically, I went to Boston. And if you follow me on my Instagram, then you'll know that I was there for a little bit. And it was a really nice little getaway. I stayed with one of my friends who goes there for school. And it was just super fun. I went last year and this is kind of my mini annual fall trip I make out. And it was so perfect this year because the trees were changing color. So I literally, I was acting like a kid. I was like jumping around whenever I saw the trees that were super pretty. And I also baked super good treats, <laughs> desserts. <laughs> Basically, I'm stuff with my friend and we made cookies like the sugar cookies that you can get pre-made and there's like themed ones for halloween and for christmas we made those and we put them on chocolate chip cookies which was so delicious it was my first time having those sugar cookies and then we also baked pumpkin banana bread which was so freaking good because it wasn't that sweet and it was like the perfect breakfast food to have it wasn't too overwhelming or anything like that. So it was really nice. And then for the Beacon Hill bookstore and cafe, it's a brand new cafe that just opened and it was the cutest thing ever. It was, it was three floors of a cafe being on the first floor. And then I think, actually it was four floors. And then the top three floors were books it was the cutest thing ever and i was so surprised that their latte and their food was super good i mean it better have been good because i spent ten dollars on that oat latte and their toast was 12 bucks i put it on my story but it was so freaking good one of the best lattes i've ever had in my life and i've had plenty of lattes so it was super yum very strong and the oat flavor just came out perfectly and it was just the best latte ever okay so skipping over my low because i talked about that already but for my buffalo which is the weird thing that happened last week so when i was on the subway there was there's always crazy people but usually i don't experience it firsthand and this time i got to where there was this really tiny old lady which is very unassuming you wouldn't think anything but i watched her walk into the subway like anyone else was walking into the subway but she starts freaking screaming at people because they're getting a little bit too close to her but not in a intimidating or creepy way it was literally just normal people trying to get through the same doorway and because they're kind of close to her she like freaked out on them and she starts like screaming and screeching these like weird sounds and I just like it was just like very animalistic (laughs) it was so loud too and it was like quite scary but I was like what the hell whatever because I'm so used to it and then she comes nearby my area and I don't think anything and I also don't move because I'm like Whatever, like, as long as I just stand there, don't make eye contact with her, nothing usually happens. And this time, something did happen, and she starts like yelling at me in the most respectful way possible. I think, where she was like, Just please, please move. Like, I need my space. Like, please. And then she like pushes her hand towards me and I'm like okay okay I get it so I start moving away and she starts like screaming to herself in the corner and she's like what the fuck all these fucking people blah 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 she starts screaming and then she calms down but basically that happened in the subway and then today when I was walking in the streets just randomly I saw her walking too and it was crazy because we were getting on the same train but she didn't get off the stop that I get off to go home and so it was just really weird to see her today out in the daylight just taking her normal stroll um yeah just new york things i guess moving into the topic of this episode I want to talk about toxic friends and mean girls, and fortunately, I don't have these types of people anymore in my life, and the only reason why this has happened is because I've actively been very picky about the people I put into my life, and so, like, no offense to anybody out there who I stop talking to or just don't actively talk to, it's either because maybe you know we've drifted apart or we don't see each other it's like not a convenience thing anymore and it's like not a bad thing per se on our parts because again it's a two-way street i don't reach out to these people these people don't reach out back to me and so you kind of just move apart and like all of us have very limited amounts of time our hands we can't just be friends with everybody and keeping up with everyone because eventually the quality of your relationships goes down the more people you add into your life so it's kind of a trade-off and so it's not a bad thing per se if i'm not talking to certain people for some people i don't talk to because we really just drifted apart and it's just you know we're not living near each other and it's not convenient anymore not saying that they're any better or less of a person. And then there's some people that I've actively not talked to because I don't want them in my life. And it's just point blank, period, like that. And they, like these people that I'm talking about, which I won't obviously say their names, I have nothing against them if they're not in my life so once they're in my life obviously i have something against them because then at that point they're actively you know bothering me or making my life worse than it could have been and then it becomes a problem but because now that they're not in my life i really don't have a problem with them And they're doing their own thing and they're living their best life and I'm living my own separate life and that is perfectly fine. And so I just want to talk about like how this has happened and like the whole journey that I've had to go through to realize that I need to start being picky with my friends or else I'm going to end up being more miserable and it's going to be completely my own choice that I made myself miserable because I kept these people in my life. And so as I've grown up, I've learned these lessons and I kind of just want to talk a little bit about it. And I've talked about this before in other episodes, but it's kind of been coming up. And I've just noticed that I've been getting a little bit better at getting rid of people that I don't want in my life. And for some people out there that are still stuck or still having a little bit of trouble is with this area or might not even be noticing that this is a problem in your life this episode is for you and it'll be a little bit of fun gossiping i guess storytelling about some scenarios i've had to deal with and hopefully you've never lived these moments and all you're listening to is a story or you might be triggered by listening to them because you know exactly what I'm talking about with these stories but anyways basically ever since I've been little I've been a huge people pleaser I've been really scared of making people upset and so anytime I've had friends that would get mad at me it was kind of a really toxic situation where I clung on to them even more And it was like this weird, like Stockholm syndrome, like attachment thing that I had, which makes a lot of sense now that I look back because of how I grew up and how I had to constantly like please my parents in order to not get punished. And so in the same way with making friends, I, whenever I was in trouble, quote unquote, in trouble, as in like my friends were mad at me, I saw it as a punishment. And I felt like it was my fault and never, ever their fault just because they were mad at me. And so I would make it a big deal. And it was literally like my world was ending. And I literally put all my attention and energy towards that person who was mad at me. And I tried to fix it. And I did ridiculous things, things that like, like, it's just really brought my ego down. And I should, you should never have to do that for somebody unless you really fucked up. But I never really did. I mean, how much could I have done at like seven, eight years old? Really not much. And so, but I was like begging on my knees and like crying and whatever, just to like make these friendships work and try to make the person forgive me. Um, But I've had plenty of friends who just get really jealous of me hanging out with other people and getting annoyed that I would give more attention or seem to like another person more than I like them, which if it is is true, then oh freaking well. (laughs) There probably is a reason why. And it just ended up turning into a thing where because I liked somebody more or because I hung out with somebody more, I was for some reason wrong and I was in trouble in my friendship. And I was apologizing to my friends for hanging out with somebody instead of hanging out with another person. And in reality, the only issue was that person was actually really insecure and just projecting their insecurity onto me And it just created this whole thing. And it was very toxic. Um, I would get notes sent to me, letters written to me saying like, I'm not talking to you anymore because I feel like you like this person better. And you hung out with them without asking me for like basically for permission. And like because of that, like you obviously care about that person more. And so I'm just like really hurt by it. And I feel like you don't respect our friendship as much as I respect the friendship, like blah, 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 like things like that. Or if I like didn't compliment one of my friends enough, like she was getting mad at me. Uh, It was just like so many like little things and it was just too much. And I just really hate that. And it's so funny that when it comes to friends I've always been somebody who's so easy to like take advantage of. But when it comes to like dating somebody, the moment I feel restricted by a guy, I will instantly like turn it down. Like I will instantly get turned off. Like if I feel like I'm being put in a box, I'll get pissed off. And it just, inside of me, I get really angry and like defensive and stubborn and like not fun to be around but then when it comes to like a girl or just like any one of my friends doing it to me I'm like I turn the other way where I just turn into this really helpless like beggar (laughs) hopeless like someone who just like doesn't have friends and this is their only friendship that they have that they're like depending on and it's just like the weirdest reaction that I give, and it's completely opposite, um, which is super interesting, but yeah, and so I've just had these toxic friends all my life, and I've had to go through like these really dramatic breakups where I've had friends and my family members get involved where they're like, "You've gotta stop these friendships with your like you need to end this friendship, and I would literally. Like, one of my friendships with my best friend at the time, my mom literally had to get involved. And she was literally sitting there next to me while I was Zoom calling or FaceTime calling that best friend to end the relationship. Like, it was like I was dating them. (laughs) And my mom had to sit there with me till like 2 a.m. while I was sobbing my eyes out texting these long ass text messages you know the text messages where you like write down everything that they did wrong and how you truly feel and it's all this pent up anger and you're like bringing up all these points and then like we talked it out and I was crying and that friend was like we should still be friends like I don't understand like she was getting super defensive like I didn't do anything wrong and I was like Yes, you did. Like, here's what you did wrong. But then, like, she was like, I didn't. I don't, like, she was trying to justify everything. But then I remember my mom was just over it. My friends were over it. And they were just like, dude, we got to go to bed. Like, you got to just get this done. And so I literally was like, I don't care what your reasoning is. I don't care if you think you're right. I'm just telling you point blank that this relationship is ending. And I don't want to be your friend anymore. And so... That was it and it was just not like I think that was like the big one where I realized I really don't need to give you an explanation I just need to tell you hey I'm done and I'm done and that's the end if I want to call it quits because it is a two-way street once I cut my side of the bargain this relationship is not going to go anywhere I'm not giving you my time and you could sit there and beg and plead and try to make things work but I I'm done with it. So that's it. <laughs> and once I did that, I think that was a huge shift for me where I just started learning to I don't know, stand up for myself a little bit more. Um I'm not going to say I'm perfect at it right now because I definitely still get stepped over at moments and there's times where I really should speak my ass up, but I let myself get walked over i know there's moments and i feel it inside and i have this like temptation to like open my mouth and speak up and like defend myself but 90% of the time i really won't and i'll just stay quiet and what i end up doing is taking the safer route where i just don't say anything and i just cut them out of my life and i just don't give them time and so I don't even bother anymore with having the conversation of being like, hey, you're an asshole or hey, like the way you handled this, it's just not the best way. And I feel hurt by it, blah, blah, blah. I don't even bother with that. I just kind of go, you know what? They can take that attitude and that way of treating people with them, but not with me. And I just won't put in any effort and they'll realize that I could care less. (laughs) So that's kind of what I've been doing. It's a very like, I guess, passive aggressive way of taking it. But I'm happy with it. And it's been working out for me so far, because the people who are in my life now, I like them and I, we actively put in time to each, each other's lives. And to make sure that You know we're both doing okay and checking in on each other and it's nice and that's how it should be and it shouldn't be so hard and complicated and so much work to keep any friendship or relationship going if you feel like like you're being forced or there's an effort or that you're just like really pulling strings to get a relationship or friendship to happen and to even hang out or to give time to that person if you feel like you're doing that that should tell you something already like you don't need a concrete reason or an explanation for why you feel like it's so difficult to keep the relationship going just the fact that this the fact itself that it takes so much work and it feels like it takes a lot of work to keep the friendship going that should be a sign within itself. And that is worthwhile. That's a worthwhile reason to end a relationship. Let me just say. (laughs) Um, And again, like if you don't like these people or if you don't like a person or you just don't care to keep the relationship going, it's okay. There's plenty of other people that you're going to meet There's plenty of other people that they're going to meet and, you know, it's just the scenario and you're going to move on and you're going to grow out of it and a year down the line, you're probably not going to think about this person that much and it's just going to be a moment in the past. So just an FYI, and if you don't like certain people, you have to remember That everyone has the ability to make their own choices and think for themselves. Like everyone, for the most part, is a pretty well-developed thinker. So when they're doing certain things to be mean and rude to you, it is their full-on choice to be that way. And yes, there's some people who don't really know better. That is true. But there's also a lot going around going on around the world and enough going on around the world for people to kind of pick up on cues for example saying please or thank you like i had a friend who would never ever <laughs> say please or thank you to me or my friends or family for doing anything for them and yes like that's not a huge huge deal but it just shows like they're not appreciative or thankful for what other people are doing. And I used to defend that person and tell my mom and other people saying like, because other people would come up to me and be like, hey, like, why isn't this person like, why is this person not saying thank you? Like, it just seems like they're taking advantage of me or blah, blah, blah. And my mom would get annoyed with it too. She's like, what's wrong with her? Like, she's not like, we just fully did this and this for her and she didn't even say thank you at all that's super rude and I would defend her and be like oh her parents didn't teach her to say thank you or to do things like that and I was like now that I'm looking back at it like my mom was so right when she said like everyone knows how to say please and thank you you get brought up in school to have those basic manners and if she didn't get brought up in school that way like you can at least look around and see how people handle and carry themselves and you should pick up on it if you're smart enough and you're a decent human being and so I feel like even within myself like I am somebody not to toot my own own horn but just to state a fact because I've been literally working at this in my whole life where I actively put an effort to like check in with myself and be like am I rude for doing xyz like should I have done that am I wrong for doing something and I'll automatically like fix myself it is a pretty like it's rough because there's moments when I do do this to myself and it's not very good as in like healthy because I end up just like being my own like teacher boss like parent in a way where I tell myself like no, you need to stop doing this. You need to keep doing this. I punish myself for doing certain things. And, but in the end, like I do these things and I have this like internal self-talk because I actively want to make sure that I am the best version of myself that I can be for other people and for myself. And so why can I not expect that from other people? Because I give this quality. I give XYZ qualities when I enter any friendship or relationship. And I sometimes, like, give people the benefit of the doubt where I'm like, nah, like, I'll give them this, but they don't need to give me anything back, which is fine if I want to have that kind of relationship. But it's also fair for me, fully fair for me to ask for the same thing back, because I give and bring that to the table. And I know how much effort and I know how much this matters to me. And because I bring it to the table myself, it is fully fair for me to ask the same thing of somebody else. And so that's why at the end of the day, I have to constantly remind myself, and you should be too, that everyone out here is has a fully functioning brain well most people have a fully functioning brain and can think for themselves and just like you and me they're thinking a million kajillion thoughts complex thoughts in their brain and so whatever they choose to do externally is fully their choice and they like don't give them the metaphor don't give them the benefit of the doubt, um, just because you feel like, oh, maybe, like they didn't think it through. Like, no, <laughs> they have the ability to think it through. So they're wrong. Essentially, is what I'm trying to say. And it's also not your problem when other people have certain strings attached baggage that they bring to the table if they're projecting that baggage they're projecting their internal struggles their problems they need to handle that stuff with themselves with a therapist you are not their therapist you are there as a friend it is not your problem at the end of the day it you do not owe them the time the energy to fix their problems unless you want to but you don't owe them anything that is another thing that you should keep in mind that's something that i had to figure out because sometimes i would forgive people and really just compensate for people um, and sacrifice a lot of myself and hurt myself in turn just to quote unquote save someone else or to keep someone else afloat or to make sure somebody else is okay, which is fine if you want to do it. But if there comes a point where you're like, this is too much, then it's fully fair. And just leave the relationship, just leave the friendship, whatever it is. And just another thing that came up um, more recently is just mean people. I have met some mean people here and there in my life. And it's just not fun to be around that kind of negative energy. And I don't like to be around it and I don't like to add more fuel to the fire. So it's not my type of crowd. Um, But just an FYI, if you ever second guess, whether or not to stay in that kind of friendship group, that you will become like the five closest people you surround yourself with. And so if you come into a certain friendship with really toxic, mean people, and you feel like you're never gonna turn into them and that you're the most pure and that you can separate yourself and you're just there to observe and you're being really whatever about it, you won't notice it, but over time, you'll start to become more and more like those people. And that's just a thing I have to put out there. But yeah, I have had friends in my life that just make, that just like used to make like comments about people just to like have something to talk about because they didn't have anything else interesting going on there in their lives or like they just wanted to be more interesting or they wanted to like fill up the space in the conversation because they didn't want to have silence in the conversation I guess and they would literally just talk crap and shit about people who never did anything to them or even if they did do something to them in the moment not relevant anymore (laughs) so just leave people alone let them be like stop making other people like stop bringing other people back up into your lives just because you have nothing else to talk about like sometimes it's okay when your life is just kind of meh and boring and slow and that you don't have much to talk about people wise maybe read a book listen to the news or just start getting into more hobbies and doing more things in your life so that you have more interesting things to talk about because if the only thing you can bring to the table is shit talking other people that says a lot about somebody's character let me just say and with this whole like topic of like shit talking it's rough because sometimes it becomes a coping mechanism where we latch on to certain people because that's all we feel like we have. And you don't wanna feel lonely, left out, especially in school, in college, in high school, elementary school, I never wanted to be alone or I was afraid of being alone or when I did have moments where I didn't have friends at all, I would feel terrible and I've been there. I've been through like months, weeks where I didn't have anyone that i could call my friend and i would just go about my day just really alone and i think my only friends were my mom and dad and it was hard but at least i didn't surround myself with more toxic energy and just crazy chaotic drama more so than i would have wanted to surround myself with and said i let myself like be but there were moments before those times and even sometimes nowadays where I'll act a certain way around friends as a coping mechanism because I want to get along with certain people or feel part of the crowd or I don't want to cause a fight or cause any hassle or any tension even though i don't fully agree with what somebody said or the way that somebody acted and i hate when i do that i like beat myself up for it afterwards i'm like why the hell did i not say anything even though i knew that it was wrong for that person to even say those certain things or i'll watch other people do the same thing where they really just don't like certain people or they're their values don't align with the way that they're acting but I could tell that they're only acting that way because they're just trying to be friends with certain people or come off a certain way and it's just really a sad thing but it's also like I totally get it (laughs) because I'm there and yeah that's why I'm and I just wanted to bring this up because I want to say like it's a constant battle. It's not a one time thing where once you do it, it's done. And it doesn't have to be this huge dramatic thing where you completely end a friendship. But sometimes it's the little things in certain conversations, even with someone that you consider your friend. You have a disagreement in a moment and you're just too afraid to speak your mind up. Sometimes it can be super hard. And I am not there where I can say every time I disagree with somebody or am not happy about the way i've been treated by somebody that i do speak up and say something no definitely not and so i just want to say sometimes i just pick my fights still and that's most of the times i actually make a mistake where i should have spoken up but i didn't and it's rough so it's easier said than done um but just be aware of whether or not you're being friends with somebody because you're trying to cope with the fact that you need friends and you don't want to be alone and that it's really scary to be alone because it's fully valid, but it is important to also point that out so that you can actively do something to get out of the situation and you're not just clinging on to certain people forever and not realizing that there's so many other people out there, that there's so many people out there That it's inevitable that you will find your people only if you're open to and allow space to make those friends and let those people come into your life. Because if you cling onto a certain group and certain friends and a certain way of being around certain people, you'll never show your true colors so that the people that you really want in your life, that should be in your life, that you should have as friends, they won't be able to recognize that you have this whole other side to you, and they won't be able to find you and call you their person because you're not showing those colors. And that's really sad because it's like, there's always somebody out there for someone, friend, relationship-wise, but if you don't let that side of you show, no one can find you, you can't find those people, and you'll end up clinging and staying very closed off to that friendship group that you already built. And because you stay so close to them, you don't open your eyes to other people that are out there. And you start investing more time and energy for in these re- relationships and friendships that aren't actually healthy for you and that are toxic. And what it ends up turning into is You think that you're really close to them and you are building a really strong friendship with them because you think that it's because you get along and that they're your person. But in reality, what you've gotten close to and what you are actually um, being tied to is the amount of time and energy that you've invested into them. So what you don't want to let go, so basically what I'm trying to say is like, the more you get looped in and stay attached to these kinds of friendships and these people, you kind of trick yourself into thinking that you're actually close to the person. But in reality, what you're actually attached to is the time that you spent with them. And you don't want to let go of all that time and those memories that you've built up with them. And you're like, what a waste of those good memories of those good times of all the energy that you put in to get so quote unquote close with them. But, you know, knowing more and more about a person doesn't mean much. Just because I know so much about one person more than I know about another person doesn't mean I'm more closer to one than the other. Doesn't mean that one friend's more of a better friend to me than another. For example, like my friends from home, my best friend from home, I don't need to talk to them that often, but I feel way closer to them than i do with a lot of my friends that i talk to maybe every day and i'll feel like this bond or this connection it's just like a feeling i get where i can feel super comfortable and i know that i could be any way say anything um kind of just be very carefree and just fully myself without even having a doubt that anyone is judging me or feeling insecure about being a certain way. I can dress a certain way, say certain things and know that with certain people, those people won't judge me and they will totally get it. And it doesn't matter how much I talk to them. It doesn't matter how many memories, how many years I've been friends with them that doesn't really matter the numbers those statistics don't matter it's honestly for me just a feeling and that's all i need to know the moment i feel really unsafe or insecure or threatened in a relationship or friendship where i feel like i cannot trust somebody or that my like personality or looks are being judged or that i just cannot be like i have to hold a certain part of myself back around somebody that's when I automatically know that they'll never get close to me or I will never let them close to me (laughs) or I will never call them my best friend it's really that simple and it's just that one feeling and I know for everyone else it's not the same and everyone has different criteria different things that they consider but for me my friendship's like, all they really need to do for me is make me feel that way. And that is all I really need for my friendships to continue, basically. And, yeah, so that's just something that I use. I know other people use certain other criteria. Other people also don't need to get that deep on or on a deeper level. With their friends i personally like to have less friends with you know much more deeper connections but other people like shallow relationships more surface level relationships and have more friends and that's completely fine like it really doesn't matter it's really up to you but just as long as you feel good and you know in your mind and your heart that you're not being friends with toxic people mean girls mean boys whatever it is and that you feel truly like respected and safe in a relationship that's all that really matters but yeah that's all i have to say thanks for listening to this podcast (laughs) all about toxic friends mean people in your life relationships whatever i hope you guys enjoyed this episode don't forget to like the Spotify or Apple Podcast show and rate it if you'd like. <clears throat> also, if you are listening to this on Spotify, you can add submissions for suggestions for future podcast episodes. And I will add them to my list of episodes coming up in the future. Also, if you want to quote unquote, buy me a coffee, which is basically support me in my podcasts and my YouTube channel journey, (laughs) whatever you want to call it, you can donate to my creative fund, I guess, and help me out with buying all the gear that I pay for out of my own pocket which is so freaking expensive. And again, sadly, I do not get paid a dime, a cent for any of the podcasting, editing, YouTube episodes that I do. I do it solely out of my own passion and my just love for doing all of this. So if you want to support any of it, I would greatly appreciate it. And just your attention and your time, energy, just sharing or listening And liking and rating my podcast or my YouTube, it like means so, so, so much. Have a good rest of your week. I'm rambling now and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.